The Sharks finish up a eight-game road trip on the losing side. They did play better, but what next for this team? We'll talk about that and a lot more right now on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday night, January 28th, 2021. The Sharks lose 3 nothing to the Colorado Avalanche. Finish up an eight-game road trip. This is Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks postgame. We do this after every single game right here on the YouTube channel. So, of course, hit that subscribe button. But chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Follow us on the social with the Twitter Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. Hi, everybody. It is me. I I have my power back. We'll, we'll get to all those jokes in a little bit here, but I am PuckGuy14 alongside Al Martinet. Al, uh, you're, you've been in the Central Coast, so uh, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, things have been busy on my end. Um, just in general, um, you know, with the central coast, we're getting hit with a huge rainstorm. Um, and you know, for the next two days, we're on mudslide watch. Um, so just in general, a lot of busy work, but, um, you know, normally when you look to sports, you look to have some relief, but, um, right now, um, the sharks aren't really doing that. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one. I, again, I thought they played really good, uh, and, on tonight's game um you know i think <laughs> there we go uh i thought that we were just you know just a tough one all around in, in this one but in the third period uh you know but that being said we'll get into the game a little bit uh you know i want to apologize to viewers to on the other night for uh all the uh all the technical problems we've been having uh, either on the website or on uh, uh, on YouTube. Uh, my power went out when the storm hit up here, up in the East Bay on Tuesday night. Uh, gracious for uh, Ian and AJ to pick up the pieces after uh, the power went out here. Thankfully, we checked Doppler radar. We're both okay. So we'll be uh, good to go there. So we'll, we'll get on with this here. Uh Al, first period, the Sharks really blew some chances to get on the board early with some with some penalties. Uh, you know, you get three chances on the power play, and, and you don't cash in on them. Yeah, um, right now the Sharks are one for the last 20. Um, I think after this game, they're one for the last 23 on the power play. Jeez. So um, not a good stretch. That's the last three games. Um, so right now this is a power play that's just not giving us anything. And, uh, that is also somewhat feeding into the penalty kill, but in particular, after you lose seven, three to Colorado, um, you're looking to get that first goal. And obviously that didn't happen tonight. Um, hats off to Dubnik tonight, but, um, 
hats off to that post uh, oh, also man. tonight. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, we we showed that up top that it says that it says three nothing final, uh, but it could have been seven nothing. And, and again, I thought this team played a lot better. You know, I I thought this team was was coming into town and uh, and uh, you know not getting not getting uh, defensively outplayed or anything like that. I mean, like I said, the Sharks had three chances on on the power play in the first period, couldn't cash it in. Yeah, Colorado had one themselves, but I thought they played really good. Uh, you know, even though Gambrell took that penalty, uh, I thought Dylan Gambrell played excellent tonight uh really showing that he wanted to be uh to stay in the lineup um yeah he was a positive but um you know we're, we're not really seeing a lot of offensive chances from the first two lines um sure we haven't really seen much the bank has kind of regressed a little bit and meyer has been a kind of ghost for the last five games so you're looking not to Gambrell, but you're looking for your top unit to actually produce. And uh, Nathan McKinnon didn't even register a point today, I don't think. Um, and that's the thing, is that you're seeing more Gregor is the last goal scorer here. You see more Gregor. You, I mean, we'll give credit to, to Ryan Donato, who's just playing his, hearts, his heart out like crazy. Uh, especially since he went to came back to Minnesota, uh, but I mean, my goodness gracious! I mean, just when you when it's it's tough to say because it's like kudos to the third and fourth lines for actually showing up, but at the same time, if you're hearing good things about Noah Gregor, Dylan Gambrell, how they're shot blocking or Marcus Sorensen or any of those guys. And you're not seeing the likes of, like you said, Meyer, for that matter, Hurdle, Kane, you know, is leading the league again in minor penalties. I mean, this is what his seventh consecutive um, penalty uh, in a game uh, or he, game I, with a penalty. Yeah, yeah, he, he's like seven out of eight with penalties, you know, this season. And it's just ridiculous. You know, and that's the tough part. And people are getting, you know, frustrated with that. Uh, quotes coming in right now from Bob Bugner. We're losing draws on the power play. And we don't have any gas. We switched units, but it's got to be better. Um, yeah, that's you know, solid. I mean, we, you were talking about the draws before we went on, how they're losing key draws. It's not just, you know, not just a regular draws. But you're losing key draws in there, and it's just starting to get a little frustrating uh, on there because we saw that in the second game against Arizona, where they were, where Arizona was winning draws, and then the next thing you know, boom, they find they they get it into the net, you know. So it's it's a yeah. tough one to talk about. I mean, the Sharks have only won. Maybe my math is off, but they've only won two games of the faceoff percentage this year. Um, that's just not great and some of that's because you know we used to be known for having that center depth that's obviously not there um you know you're losing joe thornton and you're losing and marlo's not the same but um hurdle can go with you know can be extremely streaky on the face off percentage and 
they've just struggled to make that transition. Uh, sorry, Advanced Delaney, I'm going to kind of steal your tweet, but you've, they've never really bridged that gap from Pabs to whoever the next person was. And I think ownership in particular, Doug Wilson, thought Couture could be that person. And I'm, you kind of have to shift some responsibility onto Couture, like how this team is performing. Um, maybe he's just not the, the right leader for this team. And maybe not. he would play better not having the burden of having to me- carry the locker room sometimes. Right. No, I, like, I, I, I get you. He was an, was an assistant captain for so many years. And you had so many guys in the room uh, that could be the the leader. I mean, yeah. You had two former captains who had voices in the room. You throw in Pavs, and yeah, you're kind of like the the fourth, you know, assistant of sorts. And then all of a sudden, where did everybody go? Um, I mean, you have Burnsy there too, but I mean, to me, this was Couture's team and everything. Uh, we're getting more comments coming in from the, the uh, presser. I liked our first half of the game. Didn't mind our game defensively. But we didn't spend enough time in their end, uh, and that's that's another solid point there, Al. Uh, I thought they played, I thought they played pretty good for the first two and a half periods, and then third period comes along. Uh, I mean, I thought they were putting the pressure on, but then once Colorado got their first goal from Nazem Kadri about halfway through, yeah, it, things started to open up. I mean, some of that's because they were down. Um, and they had to take chances, but like, um, still you're over, I think they were still over two in that third period. Um, so you can't really rely on that power play to dig you out. Um, but still, I, I, I didn't think the chances were that good enough. I didn't think they had a offensive zone percentage. Like they just didn't keep the puck in that zone. Um, this team is tired. This yeah. team is tired. Um, some of just because of how many time, how many years these guys have been playing in the playoffs. Not like last year. I get it, but <laughs> you know, there's a lot of wear and tear on on all these players, yep. especially the top players. Yeah, and you know, then you you have all that, and then you have ten months off, and you have a couple of days, not the week that was promised, to get back into things. Um, and it's tough, and and to do it all in Scottsdale, Arizona. I mean, in in Bugner, you know, kind of touches it on here. We've been in Colorado for a few days. Altitude didn't contribute to it. We look like a team that's t- been, that's been on the road for thirty five days. Um, this was the second longest uh, road trip in Sharks history, uh, considering everything that's going on with the Vegas Golden Knights. It could become the longest road trip in Sharks history if things uh, come I mean it's unbelievable everything that's going on but that's the thing with with everything uh, Anthony Sanchez let's get to some of the chats here uh, Denver Doyle Kane is really pissing me off uh, you're not alone yep. uh, if the big boys are not producing why not reward the young players and give them some power play time you know and you're making solid points there. I'm not gonna. Yeah, but you're also paying a lot of these guys a lot of money to, to uh, sit on the bench. I, I do want to do a shout out to Curtis. Um, he had a great breakdown in the for the pregame. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the Sharks are just not showing or not shooting the puck on their power play. And some of that's on Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, but in particular, Carlson's just not shooting the puck. And I don't know if he feels like he has to be in a, you know, you know, fill that role for Jumbo, but I'm not, I did quite, <laughs> yeah, but, but you, but you make a point because I was totally going to bring that up because Jumbo has a legacy of passing, you know, and passing, passing, passing. And I'll, I'll even quote, you know, my girlfriend, Amanda, who will say, you know, less, less passy, passy, more shooty, shooty. I mean, come on for crying out loud. You know, it's, yeah, you you need, if you were to be the league leaders in passing, we would have won multiple cups by now. Uh, you know, especially since 2005 when Jumbo got here, but passing isn't going to do it for you. And the thing is, 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 I think you're almost like looking for the finesse play. And I think Eric Carlson's kind of doing that as well. And that's the, and that's the ridiculous part of it all. And I think, you know, the whole point, and, you know, I hate to bring up Paz because I know there's so much. Eric Carlson bashing and we wish, you know, Joe Pavelski was back, but it was, you know, it wasn't pretty, but I mean, Burns would get the puck up to the point, just throw it on net. Somebody would be out there to tip it and, you know, we're screaming and celebrating everything. Yeah. Uh, It's just, it's just, you know, tough, tough to, to describe. Again, one for twenty-four is not good at all. Um, they've gone through stretches, but yeah. this is a pretty bad stretch. Um, but they've always relied on their penalty kill, and that's started to become more of an issue. Where Colorado was one for four tonight, I would bet you they were they scored last the other game. Um, you know, you would figure that they did, would play a little bit better because of they saw them on Tuesday. Wait, no, was it Tuesday. whatever last? Yeah, it was a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, Tuesday. Sorry, I've been hit by a massive rainstorm. So I'm trying just to. Uh... He's recovering from <laughs> Stormwatch, people. Yeah. Live team coverage coming up next on CBS 546 in the Central Coast. Back to you, Al. Point is, is that um, I, I just worry about how fatigued all these players are. And I know they just haven't played hockey in the last year and a half, but. They're just not skating. Um, Timo has not been the same, and his regression is really troublesome, um, especially considering Hurdle's contract is coming up. Um, like, what are you going to do about him? Um, there's a lot of questions, and the Sharks really did bet the whole the whole the Sharks really did bet everything on that one year to make it to the conference finals. And they almost didn't even come close to getting out of the first round. Mm-hmm. So, um, if it wasn't for that miracle, we would be looking at all these players a lot differently. It's you bring up a great point that I usually bring up. It's like, yes, it's great that we got to the conference final. This team should have won the cup, and we could say that for a number of Sharks teams throughout the years. And that's why this fan base is frustrated for so many. But at the same time, like you said. This team was 
60 minutes away from being eliminated in game five of that series, let alone had a took a penalty in double overtime of game six. Hurdle somehow found the net beating flurry. And then, yeah, like you said, you know, the, the Pavelski payback, uh, with all, with all those power play goals and, and then Goodrow. I mean, there are probably a lot of people saying that the Sharks sold their sold their sold to the devil in 2019, uh, and others will say no, they just let Joe Pavelski go. And and the thing is, is that the this team isn't going to get over losing Pavs and losing all those players, including yeah, you know Jumbo, for that matter, uh, if you don't succeed. It's just going to linger onward and onward. And considering in, let's see, we're at 49 people right now. So we need about 25 to activate the, uh, to activate the uh, wraparound Laurel. So 25 is what we'll get, we'll get to you uh, along with a donation at Venmo on Venmo at Teal Town USA, or hit us up in the super chat. AJ's watching that one down big time. Um, but until this team makes you forget about Pavs, Pavs is going to be brought up, and Pavs is going to be brought up, and you're going to get comments like this from Sharks underscore fan 27. How much longer are the Sharks going to write out Doug Wilson? Time for a GM change. You know, you're, you're seeing Couture is not captain material. Uh, mm-hmm. Hasso isn't going to like two years in a row not making the playoffs paying close to the cap they made a, a playoffs what 18 years in a row and now they're in danger of missing the last three out of the last six yep um yeah. uh, since 2015 they made three didn't make three if they don't qualify this year i mean yeah. if you go back from 98 to 2019 they only missed it twice yep you know like this fan base has not gone through a serious drought like Buffalo, hell, even Arizona. But like, um, it would be, it would take even like, like hardcore Sharks fans like us to get accustomed to losing seasons. Like it's the worst losing season I could think of is like ninety three or ninety two. But like, mm-hmm. that's people. That's how many years ago? I mean, that's. that's a, 28 years ago, they went 11 71 and 2. Their first season in the NHL, 17 58 and 5. I mean, it, you had 28 wins and 129 losses. And even under like Owen Nolan, you still had like a good solid locker room chemistry. You still had like interesting people that you would at least like to know more about. Like Timo doesn't seem like he really cared about stuff. Eric Carlson just like, Dicks out of ducks out of uh, you know locker room interviews like it's a different time right now because right. you can really see how things can really tail off and the next five years are probably going to be really rough um, just because of how much they trade away for Eric Carlson but um, in terms of what happened with Pavelski side topic but like. Really, when they re-signed Kane to that massive contract, they basically booked him out. And the team hasn't really been the same. 
I think when they lost Marlowe and they needed to find another goal scorer, they went out to get Kane. That's what they were hoping for. And they were hoping for him to be, you know, in a fresh setting, focusing on scoring, not needing to drop the gloves, not needing to get into any of this crap. And of course, you have the distractions of everything that's happened with him off the ice. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot going on in his head. And in a way you feel for him and in the other ways he's like, come on, man, we want you to, we want you to just get it together. Just shoot and score. That's all, all we're asking. Don't take these dumb penalties like the elbowing call tonight. You know, I mean, that's, that's the toughest part of it all. You know, um, I do think there's hope for this team, but like you'd have to rely on, you know, if you trust Brent Burns, you have to say that he's going to. He's been decent. Um, Eric Carlson, you have to trust that he's going to at least come back to form. Um, and Vlasic, that's more of the question mark there is how much it's, it seems like his play has kind of dropped off a lot. And if you are going to trade one of those pieces, it's either going to be Vlasic or Kane. But Kane has probably zero market value right now just because the way Everything. he's been playing and everything off the ice also there there's that and also honestly you look at the the modified no trade clauses it really puts a tight tight in me in there because you know there'll be three teams that that are probably virtually impossible for doug wilson to trade to so they virtually come no moves um and you see on i think i saw on twitter today like can we make a deal with seattle for them to take Burns and Meyer, um, good luck with that. <laughs> and, and you're you're putting two former you want to put two former players in the division, and knowing how how much that Seattle paid to get in the league, we all know how Vegas got a lot. Of, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Just think what they're gonna get, you know. Uh, and, and that makes things a lot worse. You see Vegas, you you eventually see. Uh, You'll, you'll eventually see Seattle be more successful than the Sharks uh, in the upcoming years. Uh, Raphael Snit, uh, the very few times the Sharks decided to shoot, they fanned on the shot uh, oh. or just couldn't get open. Uh, you know, uh, Mogam, oh boy. Okay. We're going to try this. Mogambo Maru. I hope I got that right. Uh, EK65 looked good this game. It's. It's that his style doesn't fit with this team, in my opinion. Mm. I mean, that's kind of what I thought the the coaching staff was adjusting to. Now, mind you, John Madden isn't with this squad, uh, and he's going to be controlling the defense. So you make it makes it, visas, you know, the credit card works, but getting everybody on, on the right side of the border doesn't, or lets you allow to to work in the country doesn't. Sorry, I, I thought you were referring to actually the John Madden. I'm like, what? What's going on here? Yes, that's right. <laughs> we're going to have him. He will literally be our X's and O's guy. Boom, tough acting to Dr. I mean, come on. <laughs> but uh, uh, we are currently at 23 likes. Uh, let's get two more. <laughs> two for... more. And, and of course, a uh, super chat donation would be grateful too. 
indeed. Uh, we'll continue to go through the comments here uh, from Tomas Hurdle, and I'll do my best Tomas Hurdle voice. Sometimes it's, some, yeah, you know, sometimes it's nice when you get home, but you have to think of nothing about hockey. But when you're in a hotel all the time, all we think is hockey. Um, I mean, perhaps that's that's part of it. And again, if I mean, no matter what, this team will be out on the road for seven weeks. Oh, boy. And two thumbs down. Well, there we go. And boom goes dynamite. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, like things are do get better after the two games with Vegas. They play Anaheim. They play Los Angeles. Um, and hopefully those four games, you kind of get back into momentum. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Colorado and St. Louis were kind of the first real test for the Sharks. And, you know, they're one for four at this at the moment. And... They got lucky with the other goal, the win over St. Louis, but they were not convincing wins. They were not, they were not convincing wins at all. And luckily, I think Jones did pretty well um, for that St. Louis win. But um, you know, I, I I have little hopes of this team making the playoffs just because of how tight it's going to be, and it's very much going to look like. I, I'm honestly wondering if this team's going to show up versus Vegas um, on the first. And again, if they play Vegas. I mean, that game will be at Gila River Arena in Glendale, Arizona. If you are in Arizona, uh, I believe you can check sjsharks.com. You could go to that game. I believe they have 25% capacity. It's strange to hear. Um, you know, to, to have that, uh, the Sharks did put that out earlier today. Um, which is mind blowing yeah. either way. Uh, Devin Dumnik, 35 saves on 38 shots, 921 save percentage. Again, not too bad on the night. Uh, defensively, I didn't think they were too bad. Everybody, but Kinejov played over, you know, 12 minutes in this game. Uh, but you know, the workhorses of Burns at 28 minutes, who, uh, let's talk about it here as well. Burns yeah. gets injured. By his own teammate, it looks like Couture's skate blade might have caught Burnsy in the ankle. Um, haven't seen anything yet. He did return to the game, uh, but you know Burnsy is always a workhorse. Round, we hope he's okay. It looked accidental, um, and you're hoping that nothing major comes from it. But um, Brent Burns going down would be a significant injury, and uh, yeah, it would almost. Uh, it, it would hurt this team right away. Yeah, it would be a huge loss if he were to miss any any time. You know. Um, uh, now coming well, now with Vegas, um, isn't there some rumors that um, there's some health issues going around with that team? Yeah. So uh, from what we've heard, uh, and it sounds like it's Alex Petrangelo was put placed on the COVID list, let alone the entire coaching staff with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, as I was mentioning before my power went out the other night, that uh, Joel Ward, along with the entire coaching staff of the AHL Henderson Silver Knights, um, were were going to coach, coach the last game against the Blues. They were supposed to be in place tonight as well along with uh vegas gm kelly mccrimmon who has a previous coaching experience uh that game got postponed 
Uh, it remains to be seen on what what happens in Vegas. Uh, their practice facilities are now closed. Uh, they will see when they will play again. Of course, that's the Sharks' next opponent, and that was the game in Glendale on the 1st and the 3rd. Um, if those games aren't played, thankfully those games will be played in San Jose after all of this. Uh, and for the Sharks, they would be off for eight days. Uh, so, I mean, you would get some time, and if you're able to get back home, get back to the Bay Area, that would be great. We'll find out in the next day or two whether or not uh if that game will those games will be played on monday next monday and wednesday uh the wednesday one was supposed to be an nbcsn game so uh yeah uh that's something to look out for um and it's probably not the first it's probably not going to be the last time we deal with a covid situation um so yeah uh Continuing on, because a lot of comments about keeping paths or not keeping paths or going with a younger one, you know, uh, you have Chris JWS. Good to see you, bud. Hope you're doing okay down there. I know you got soaked in uh, SoCal. Keep in mind, if the highly possible situation of resigning paths to big money and he feels his age, the narrative is then, well, he calls it doggy. Wilson holds on to the old players for too long. Um to which we say, say it to his doggy face, you mo foe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're a longtime viewer of the channel, you you know I I lost when uh, Chris put a picture of a uh, doggy Wilson and uh, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Um, Denver Doyle asking me, isn't tanking better than being mediocre? Rather reload a farm system and begin the process of offloading assets. The tough part is, is that you have a lot of these key players are in your you're in long term deals. They have either modified no trades or full no moves. I think Vlasic and and correct me if I'm wrong, chat Vlasic and Carlson are the only ones that have no movement clauses, which means guaranteed uh, they will be protected in the expansion draft too, which I think I saw on Twitter later today. Just expose everybody that you can expose and see what happens. Um, and, e- and even if you wanted to get rid of Doug Wilson, it's highly likely his son would step still have a major force in that organization. Um, and it's not going to be an outsider with uh, who is going to build it up from the ground floor. It's still going to be Doug Wilson's imprint. Um, it's going to take a long time to shed a lot of the dead weight. And dead weight is Eric Carlson, Kane Jones in particular, with his god-awful contract. Um, <laughs> but you're looking for cheap pieces that can fit tightly in the, the sharks just can't do that right now. Yeah. No. And you know, but I just, you just don't get it. And, but you also have to look at it this way. I mean, yeah. And like one comment, one person said, I think it was Anthony uh, who said, this isn't a place where you can rebuild. And honestly, the sharks really haven't had a rebuild year. They've always either gone for it or just been okay. <laughs> Yep. You know, um, they've never really gone through a full-on rebuild to retool and everything. It's always been retooling on the fly. Like, 
0304 was probably the start of a rebuild, and they got in two game six of the conference finals. Uh, 2016, 2015-16 was supposed to be better, but I don't think anybody was predicting going, I think I even remember Dan Rosen of NHL.com even saying, there's no, the Sharks won't make the playoffs. And they, be, they what, what, two wins from winning the Stanley Cup. So, you know. You know, I do want to just back it off from Doug. Like, he had the unfortunate timing of signing top players before COVID um, and then having the cap situation not come out to what he predicted, um, which this has happened to all the other GMs too, but in particular for Doug, when you sign, when you think you're going to have what, if the current cap is what, um, what, what, let's just say it's like 60 million, but you expect, expect it's going to be somewhere in the 80 million range. Right. You think you're going to have that 20 million to give to your third and fourth liners and they just don't. And you're just seeing that top to bottom. And, um, you know, it really does pinch, um, when you're paying, Eric Carlson, 11.5 million, which I think is more than, you know, Drew Doughty. Um, um, it's so. just a scotch above Drew Doughty. I think Drew Doughty gets paid 11. Yeah. So, uh, was it worth it to go all in in that one year? It, it, it was in, in, in some retrospects because for a lot of Sharks fans at that time, including me, I felt like they just should have just go for all four for it, get the guy, get the top guy on the market and make a run for it. Yep. They did. And, you know, we can't really be hypocrites and say, oh, well, no, we want to still be competitive for the next how many years. Um, you know, when, when it, it's just going to be that way for the next, it's just going to be that way right now. You know, like I, I hate to use an adage from uh, Mike Babcock, but there's going to be pain. I mean, now that being said, I don't think it's going to be the pain like, like you saw the first two years of the cow palace, you know, and <laughs> I think hopefully not. <laughs> oh, thank God. Even when when teams were when radio station guys were saying, "Hey, did you hear about the Sharks tonight?" Yeah, they didn't lose because they didn't play. And when we get to that point, that's bad. And we all know how much the sports stations just love how to talk about. Let's talk about Steph Curry's ankle and his ankle brace next. You know, and so that's why you have the Sharks Audio Network and us. Uh, Chris JWS saying Sharks hands have never really appreciated. They've had yep. a competitive team for so long. As a fan of several teams that have seen decades-long runs of awful, it's better to at least be in the discussion. And it goes back to one thing that AJ's always put up you know, with us over the years. It's, would you rather win a cup and be bad for a few years or be or get there a, you know, a number of times or get close a few times? I think as long as it's not infuriating, like... You know, with the Sharks, with their play- playoff rec- record, it was the second round out for like five straight years. Yep. And then, you know, in the last five years, we've gone to two Western Conference finals under Pierre DeBoer. You know, that felt pretty good. I felt like we were building something. But mm-hmm. like um, in terms of like we've only had 
we only been to four conference finals in the franchise history, I think, four or five. And that's our playoff record has just not been good enough. I don't know if I, I've always kind of pointed at, you know, put that on Marlowe in some retrospects because I think he's not shown up in the best moments. Um, but at the same time, he's had big moments as well. Yeah, I, that's that's the thing. And that's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, well, uh, we're, we're at the point. Uh, Chris has made the donation. Laurel has gotten the chat to like it for 25. We're yeah, at 27, 27 likes. So, shall we? What's it called again? I don't remember. Hey, uh, let, let's hear a video. Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. We can call it a wrap around. I don't think we we got enough to uh, call it a uh, around. So we'll go through these really quickly, and then some news as well that regards the uh, San Jose Barracuda. Uh, late in the third period, the Canucks are up four one on Ottawa. What a shock there! Uh, the in the in the probably the game of the night, I think so far. Leafs lead four three. That's late in the third at Rogers Place in Edmonton. Uh, earlier tonight, the Bruins win 4-1 to one in the Battle of Black and Gold. Uh, in uh, Buffalo, uh, Alexi Lafreniere gets the overtime winner. His first NHL goal is the overtime winner as the Rangers beat the Sabres 3-2 to two, uh, in that one. The Flyers beat the Devils 3-1. to one, And as the Devils go to 3-3-1, three, three and one, the Flyers are now at have 11 points. The Capitals still haven't lost in regulation. They went 6-3 over the Islanders in this one. Uh, John Carlson with a power play goal in that one. The Hurricanes win one nothing in overtime thanks to Next Cash. Uh, in the shootout, the Blue Jackets beat the Panthers 3-2, handing the Panthers their first loss despite it being in the shootout of the season. Uh, Montreal and Calgary, I saw some clips of this earlier tonight, and it was beauty with the sweaters that they were wearing. But yeah. uh, Tyler Toffoli, once again, uh, lighting the lamp uh, for Montreal with a shorthanded goal there. They went 4-2. to two. Uh, The Wild continue to go on a good run. They're up 5-3 to three over the Kings in the battle of former Sharks turned GMs. And Joe Pavelski... Once again, the other night he had hit 800 points. He gets a goal tonight. Uh, and as the Stars wore their blackout neon green jerseys, uh, seven to three in that one over Detroit. And uh, the Desert Docks. Oh, I think I saw some more. <laughs> uh, the Coyotes uh, holding down the fort for the rink that the Sharks will potentially call home. The Coyotes beat the Ducks three to two in that one. Kemper with the victory for for that. Uh, let's get to the AHL news per se. Ooh, Barracuda! The San Jose Barracuda will have one less opponent to take on this season. Uh, the, it was announced a few hours ago that the. Stockton Heat, the AHL farm tub of the uh, Calgary Flames, is going to move the team to Calgary. And they say 
only for the 2020-21 season. Uh, they will play out of the uh, out of the Saddle Dome. Uh, depending on the Western Hockey League season and the Calgary Hitmen, uh, that means three teams will be calling the Saddle Dome home this coming season. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I I I had to expect that this is, there's probably going to be a couple of teams that decide to drop out, um, just because of financial, the financial impact of COVID, um, not pe- not having people in the stands, but, um, you know, the Angel is expected to lose a billion dollars this year just alone. So, uh, it's going to take a while for the NHL and the AHL to at least get back on its feet. Uh, so it is what it is. I mean, it's a tough one to take. Um, but, and you hope that they do return to Stockton. I mean, Stockton's arena is absolutely beautiful. Uh, but, uh, the tough part is, is, you know, I, I think along with having the, the NBA Sacramento Kings, um, minor league squad playing in the same building, uh, definitely, kind of hurts things because after all Sacramento is more of a king (laughs) in the the Central Valley more than anything else for sure Um, it's a tough one for indeed Uh, yeah it's just uh, so so California's cruising saying so we we beat the heat (laughs) if I had a a rim shot sound effect to play I would in fact I still need to you know I have a uh, Roadcaster Pro underneath my uh, desk here. I would totally um, got to get that set up very soon. So just just look outside. It's a uh, freaking rainy outside. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. pouring out there. So uh, especially down in your area. So be careful with that. So um, kind of want to bring you up tonight because tonight is, or today was Bell Let's Talk Day. Uh, if you use Twitter, I believe TikTok as well. Uh, five cents of uh every uh every mention uh, or uh, every tweet that had the hashtag bell let's talk on there uh would go to help fight some mental health research uh charities don't forget also uh the sharks did put up uh today uh, a list of links of where you can donate in the area you're in here in the bay area uh so look at look out for that uh for sure but um you know, it'd be t- yeah. it'd be tough to to not know somebody, not have you know gone through some uh, some anxiety, some stress. Um, you know, honestly, I mean, you guys, a lot of you knew about uh, my pool filter accident last February. It's like that's that Pat Sunday, uh, we had lost the Super Bowl. And then that following Wednesday, my pool filter uh, blows up as we're trying to get the thing to go again. Um, so that wasn't the 49ers defense? No, the 49ers defense didn't fall apart. But, uh, <laughs> you know, dealt with some head injuries. I, I, I still still deal with, you know, uh, some some pain here and there. I mean, it's this side is still sensitive to the touch. Um and it's tough because you go through a lot, and in 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 especially this year, you know, to go through that, to go through dealing with everything COVID-wise. Uh, as many of you know, I work 
in the public, so I'm wearing a mask all day. And it's always tough to 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 deal with some stress that you shouldn't be doing uh, or shouldn't be dealing with. So always know, and Felix, you hit it on the head here. Always know you're never alone. Uh, there's there shouldn't be anybody here to help you out. You know, my DMs usually have. Um, my my DMs, I believe, are are still uh, open. And if you want to reach out, uh, I will do my best to do whatever I can for, for you. Yeah. Um, uh, I I do want to say though, if you are in need of help, um, I think most colleges, um, at that when I went to college, um, had a therapist you could see if you needed help. Um, it is, you might not feel feel like right away, but having just to talk it out. Um, not overthink things. It is a relief that you cannot measure. Um, there have been many, many times where, you know, you spiral, you overthink, and a lot of people can, at least for me, um, I will go into a deep depression because I just overthink way too much. Um, you know, just check yourself. If you're, if you're going through that, that method, go for a run. Just, um, but... It is totally all right to to talk with a therapist outside of your family and friends, someone that is a third party that will navigate those areas for you. And it will take time, but you will feel better. Um, and that's that's the thing. And uh, don't don't think you can just go once. Um, it's it's all a journey. It, it will take for for me. It took months. Actually, more, it took like six to seven months, but for others, it will take like potentially years depending on what is bothering you. So um, take your time, let the process happen, but just talk it out. Don't overthink it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to get that out to you guys. I mean, it's really a day like that, and it kind of triggers, can can trigger a lot of things. So, um, but that's where hockey comes in, hopefully. And even though the Sharks are three and five, and um, the power play sucks, I mean, come on, the, let's be real. The power play has sucked since 1991. I, <laughs> I mean, that little stretch. I mean, the, the little stretch that we had uh, at the beginning of the year. I mean, you know, come on. It's just it, it was it was that nice fancy little glimpse of what could be. So. But with that, yeah. let's let's end on a lighter note. The Sharks, for now, are going to play. Uh, it will add another arena that they call for a home game. You know, of course, Cow Palace, San Jose Arena slash the all the names. Of course, throw in Levi's uh, for the outdoor game. You know, the 2015 Stadium Series, not just some all-star game or random outdoor game or regular yeah. season game as some would call it or it's a waste of time <laughs> it was the lart it's gonna still be unless they they build up you know uh they play in like the rose bowl will be the largest hockey game attended hockey game in california that sounds dope actually right <laughs> right i'm just saying um so you had San Jose Arena, you had Cal Palace, Levi Stadium, you had Yoyogi Arena, which was essentially a a swimming pool arena in Japan. 
for a game in 1998. Of course, they started a season in Stockholm at the Globe Arena uh, in uh, Sweden. Uh, and now you're going to add Glendale, Arizona at Gila River Arena with a with a creamy crested moon in a purple circle uh, to host your, your home opener against the Vegas Golden Knights. We think. I mean, those two games will be Monday and Wednesday of next week if... Uh, Vegas isn't into more COVID trouble. Uh, stay tuned to all of our social platforms. We'll keep you updated on the situation. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, you know, yeah. we'll see. Uh, Davalos, yeah, you're right. Preseason at the Oakland Coliseum Arena. They had those. <laughs> fingers ho- fingers were crossed if they, they would actually play at the Coliseum during this whole thing if if they were stuck in, the, in there. But... Uh, Yep. Um. How how do you how do you set up? You, you you go home for two two games to Glendale, and then you'll go on the road for a little bit more, and then finally, nothing says I love you like coming home to your family, and get ready to finally play in your own barn. You know, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward just to seeing SAP Center. Um. I believe they went through some renovations during the break, yep. but um, but honestly, it's not going to look like the SAP starting without the fans in there, and um, that's probably not going to happen this year. Um, there was some hope for it would happen, but um, Santa Clara County is really restricting professional sports, and until you see the 49ers show up, not the 49ers, well, I guess, yeah, if the 49ers show up, uh, it's probably not going to happen. So you, you kind of look at it and yes, California cruising using what R- Brody said, Rome games. No, that's, <laughs> I thought that was a, <laughs> you, you're, you're waiting for them to break out you to Rome. And if we could get away with it, we probably would. Um, well, just like this, just like Rome, the sharks kind of fall away. <laughs> right. Right. So you you have uh, the the games in Glendale on Monday Wednesday we think, otherwise, the next games will be in Anaheim. Yes, they'll finally play a game in California on the fifth and sixth, and then uh, have a couple of days and then play LA ninth and the eleventh, and then they'll finally come home for a two game roach for a two game homestand, and then go back out to st louis for you too that that's our that's your february folks uh depending on everything you do have a little bit of a gap between the 21st and 25th that they could get those uh get those two uh games against vegas if they need to make them up and that's something that that you could be you could be uh seeing so if if you were to predict the sharks record in february oh god what would you say? Don't it's... do this to me, Al. I mean, come on. You know I'm I'm kind of like the eternal optimist. Two uh, versus Vegas. Two versus Anaheim. No, four versus Anaheim. Two versus uh, the two. Kings. And four versus St. Louis. I'll say they get five wins. I'll say they get five wins just to kind of dangle that. Ooh, we might get we might get a playoff. Ooh, we might get a playoff. You know, I think five wins is like the over, (laughs) 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 but, um, no, I, I, it's, I think if the sharks don't start, I'm 
the most pivotal series for me is the games versus on February 13th and the 15th, because right after they play four games against St. Louis. <laughs> and that is, um, that's if you lose two versus Anaheim there, you are automatically, I think lose a decent amount versus St. Louis. So, I mean, they played well against St. Louis, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Four games, and, and you're playing four games in eight days, like I said, with a five-day break where you could get Vegas in those in, in a couple of those. Uh, so we'll see. Um, yeah, Richard Duvall is saying for, over under four and a half wins. <laughs> uh, Uriel Vasquez, are Anaheim or LA allowing fans? Uh, as far as I know, they are not. not. And SoCal is in, in such dire restrictions right or in dire need to kind of get out of this whole COVID mess. Um, I'm, I'm, kinda... I'm not re- I haven't been really been following Anaheim or LA about what their restrictions are, but uh, I believe the Lakers aren't allowing fans to attend the Staples Center. So, you know, I, I, I think that's totally right. Yeah. Yeah. If the Lakers aren't allowing them in, you know, they aren't, nobody else is probably going to be going in. So that's what you look forward to in February. Of course, uh, no matter what, Sunday, the Pucknologist will be back on with the number episode. That will be your next content of shows on the channel but of course please hit subscribe uh really goes a long way we appreciate the 30 likes so far we can bump it up a little bit more if you haven't done it yet but in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher uh you see them all listed there along with more of them uh and always available at tealtownusa.com when our hosting server doesn't go to crap so with that al martinet it's good to see you. Glad you are not uh, in um, two feet of water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yet. Yeah, I know. We're, we, we still have a little ways to go. So uh, your final thoughts on where the people can find you? Um, rough stretch for the Sharks, obviously. I think that's what you kind of just talked about. Um, but I do want to mention that as a Giants fan who went through the rough stretch of them rebuilding, um, <laughs> I think we we've gone through we were just kind of just talking about them going th- through the sharks going through a rough stretch. There is a huge award going through and seeing your you know seeing these young guys build up. Um, it, stick with the team; it's going to be rough, but if you stick with it, you're going to be rewarded for your effort. Um, that that would, I know that sounds kind of grim, but for right now, this is just a season of. Hopefully you get a lot of veterans that look good on trade value and you do something long-term with them. But um, we are extremely looking at long-term thinking with the Sharks at the moment, not Stanley Cup potential like we did two years ago. Uh, He's at Al Martinet on the Instagram. I'm at Puckeye14 on the Twitter and the Instagram as well. Uh, I will be will be back with you uh, Sunday for the Pucknologist, potentially Monday. Again, keep a lookout on our social media. Hit follow us on the social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram. We'll be most updated along with TealTownUSA.com. Uh, in fact, there are a couple of articles that were put up today. Felix's hockey takes returns, uh, COVID nineteen edition part D, and of course AJ uh, writing an article about our boy. 
Drew Remenda uh, being teased by NBC Sports California that he will be part of the pregame coverage on Monday. Um, we always ask that you stay loyal to us for the postgame. Uh, we greatly appreciate it if you, immensely uh, on that for sure. Uh, so with that, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you. Be safe. Uh, and until Sunday night for Technologist and maybe Monday for uh, After Dark, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Thanks, everyone. We will see you later this week.